It is the Pro Football Couch Analyst Podcast. Hello, it's Connor. We got Braden and Rye, the executive producer. He's got a camera today. I do. So that's what he looks like. Uh, both of us sporting hats here on the end. I feel like every podcaster has to have a good, I don't know, backwards hat, frontwards hat. Doesn't really matter. Sideways. No one cares about that. Anyways. <laughs> but you uh, guys told me about the hat thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. Anyways, we'll talk about the stuff that you do care about. Uh, it is preseason, so that means if you are a fan of the NFL, your team is going to be playing a game sometime in the next seven days. So, let's get into it. Um, we got the teams that we think could possibly go from worst to first from last season to this season. So, which one of us is going to go first? You can. You can. All right. Go around the table. Wait, why did it just start saying live? It's good. Okay. Anyways, ignore that. Um, So I am going to go through my teams here really quick. Worst of first. So for everyone that doesn't know, teams that were in last place last year, starting with the AFC, the New York Jets, Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars, Denver Broncos, and from the NFC, New York Giants, Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, and Seattle Seahawks. So for me, I was looking through this and I couldn't really see any team just shooting up from last year, but I guess that's why such a surprise, even though it happens pretty much every year. 17 out of the last 19 years, the teams went from worst to first. But uh, one team that I could see that potentially happening to is the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens added back Michael Pierce in the middle of their defense, added Tyler Linderbaum, the, touted as a playmaking center. Still got Lamar Jackson back there, slinging it around, running it, doing what he does. They got three deep in the running back game. Uh, Mark Andrews at tight end. The only thing that they really lack is some wide receiver help. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess another team that could potentially see go from worst to first would maybe be Denver. Denver just added Russell Wilson this year. Added some key pieces to their team. Uh, They did lose Noah Fant, though. Their defense is a year better. We got Patrick Sertan, who had a pretty good rookie year last year on the outside corner. Uh, Still got Justin Simmons in the secondary. So those are really the only two teams that I could see make a push to go from worst to first from last year to this year. Thoughts? Um, I I think I think you picked. Two really good teams for this category. Um, both teams that have showed a lot of a lot of lack in power on both sides of the ball last year and have shown massive upgrades. Um, this year, definitely, I think the Broncos have their offense figured out. Let's just hope their defense can get everything rolling, rocking and rolling and be able to stop dominant offenses like the Bills and the Chiefs and et cetera. 
um, Baltimore. Maybe not so much because they don't have very good receivers and you kind of need to pass the ball in this league. Even though the Ravens are very good at running the ball. On defense, I think they have a solid defense. They have good they have good players. Um, they just need to execute and make big plays when it comes to them. Yeah, I would say great points. Besides, I I would pick the Ravens. But could you see any world where the Jets could pull it off? Worst to first, maybe not necessarily. I could see from worst to second. The thing that I struggle with is just that Buffalo's got such like a – it's not quite a super team yet, but – they got some really dominant pieces, especially on their defense. They had the number one defense last year under Sean McDermott. They added Von Miller this year. Uh, the 2021 draft, they added two pass rushers within the first couple rounds. They got Kair Elam to play on the outside corner for them from Florida. Um, then they got Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde still at safety. Only question for me on their defense is really their Linebackers, their linebackers can't really name any of them off the top of my head, but their offense is still going to be crazy. They got Josh Allen, obviously, Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, who kind of had a coming out party in the playoffs last year, scoring a bunch of touchdowns. He could be somebody who gets 20 plus million from a team thrown at him next year. And then they drafted James Cook in the second round, Delvin Cook's brother very dynamic playmaker that not just runs the ball, but he can help out in the pass game too. Correct. Riley, do you think I want to go back to the, or not go back, but I want to add on to your jets, I guess first, worst the first. Do you think Saul is a good coach? Mm. Uh, I don't really know how to answer that. I I can like, say it, he's it okay. seems like you it seems like you speak so high of him. I just I want to know your opinion on the coaching. I think he could become a problem potentially. Okay. Well, I I think it's interesting because he did go to the Super Bowl as defensive coordinator for the 49ers, so yeah. I, mean, I don't blame you if you think that he could bring him to a championship. I think he's a decent coach. Yeah. I I, just, I really like that. I really like to see the personnel upgrades. Um, I think they've done that in the draft this year. I do think the Jets really good draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see them this year or next year, but within the next coming years, I think they'll be a pretty good team. Yeah. Really quick on that front, I personally have an issue when a team brings in a defensive coach and then they have a rookie quarterback. So yep. obviously, we saw it work out in Buffalo because Brian Dable was there. Mm-hmm. And New York, they got Mike LaFleur, the brother of Matt LaFleur, who's going to be calling plays for them. So I don't know if he's anything like his brother, but I'm sure he could at least help with that development of Zach Wilson. And, you know, we talk about players getting the weapons and everything and the protection that they need when they step in at quarterback. But, like, the infrastructure of the coaching staff is pretty important to me, too. I feel like some sort of head coach or offensive coordinator could – definitely like lift up a team in a way that just regular players can't. Mm -hmm. 
You're definitely right on that. Right. So, either of you got any talking points on team that fin- teams that finish last going to first? Uh, um, I have I have two teams for each, you know, each uh, conference. Yeah, a conference. I have, and you're not gonna like this because I'm so high in the quarterback. But I think it's the Raiders. I think the Raiders will pop off this season. You may take them as like the third. Take you might have them taking third in the in the uh, division. I think they win it all. I think they have the the complete team, and they got they got Chandler Jones on the edge. They have Derek Carr. He's still proven to be good. He's they got Darren Waller for the passing the passing game. They got Devonte Adams. They have Zay Jones in the slot, Hunter Renfro in the slot. I mean, offense line is not that good, but if you watch the Hall of Fame game, you've seen Josh Jacobs grounding and pounding the ball. He's still pretty good. I think the Raiders make it to the playoffs and they go far this year. I think their downfalls that John Gruden built the offensive line. That's another thing. <laughs> I don't know about Josh McDaniels because it might be different now. You never know because the Tebow experiment was horrid. It was absolutely horrible, but you never know. People change. And with this work with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you never know. People could change. And if that, if anything were to change, I feel like that would be the crew to change with. Um, My other team for the NFC, I think the Vikings pop off this year. They're inconsistent every single year every single year it's almost watching the same story except in like different um it's like listening to the same horrible country song with different verses it's about the same stupid stuff beer um trucks breaks yeah but it's all reversed in different you know different orders i think the vikings with the new coaching chains are going to do really good Justin Jefferson seems to be very confident in himself. Dalvin Cook, oh, I hope he flashes off this year at that number four on his jersey. Um, Kirk, I think I think this new offense of the ring in will help Kirk a lot, a lot. And Adam Thielen, I don't know how many more years he's got. Um, he's getting up there in age, but he seems to be pretty healthy. Doesn't get hurt too much. Um, I think he, I think he'll have a decent year. And for KJ Osborne, I mean he had a good he had a good year last year, but we'll see we'll see this year. And for that defense, it's going to be different, especially without a defensive head coach. But we'll see what happens. All right. Nothing else to add for me there. You explained everything pretty well. All right. Producer. Riley. Well, kind of back to what we were talking about before this, about the Bills. Did you guys see OBJ might go over there? To the Bills? Yeah. I heard the the Colts rumors were getting big. I didn't know he was going to the Bills. Because OBJ commented on Von Miller's post today and said, what's the locker next to you look like? 
That'd be wild. That'd be a really wild experiment to see Buffalo try to pull off because they're going to have Stefan Diggs and Odell Beckham Jr. both wanting the ball thrown to them. Yeah. It'd have to be one of those situations where, like, they have to understand, like, okay, I'm not going to get the ball every single play. I'm not going to get targeted 150 times this year. I might get targeted like 90 times or 100 times, but. I'm not going to get the same targets that I'm used to. So, yeah, they both have to accept their roles, and especially with the emergence of Gabriel Davis, and they forgot to mention Dawson Knox earlier. Dawson Knox still catches a lot of balls out of the tight end spot. Right. Different position, but, yeah, still a key target. I I say add them on. That's only going to make that team better. I, I have the Bills as my Super Bowl team this year. I think if they add OBJ, it will be a plus. Whenever I see, whenever I see Odell and Stefan Diggs, I see like similar route running. They they have very quick feet, change of direction, very shifty, good quick athletes. No, they can catch the ball. They rarely ever drop it. I, I say add them on. It won't. If I'm hurt. not. If I'm not mistaken, is Odell Beckham Jr. a slot receiver or does he play outside? Uh, I want to say he's a slot receiver. I, I do. I, I do. I kind of. There's like moments in my head where I've seen highlights of him like shifting over in the slot. Because I know I, during certain matchups, the Bills will take Diggs and put him in the slot. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of years ago, this was basically like the game to ensure that Patrick Peterson was cooked. So the Bills, the Kyler Murray Hail Mary game, mm. uh, the. For whatever reason, the Arizona Cardinals decided to have Patrick Peterson be their slot corner and not just be their slot corner because that's totally fine for somebody his age, but they were having him man up and shadow on the best receivers. So, like, when they played the Bills, Diggs just cooked them. Yep. Well, so, I guess it'll depend on matchups. So, what happens when you put a Elite receiver against an old, an old guy. I don't. I'm not gonna say much. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna say anything else. Any other things that we want to get to on this topic? Oh, you can go ahead. Should we move forward with the clown of the week? Let's, go. Let's do it. All right. So, some news came out today that the NFL is wanting to tighten up on their contact penalties. So basically they saw a significant drop off between 2020 and 2021 or from 2021 to 2020, where they saw about half the amount of illegal contact penalties called. So the NFL is going to tell their officials they didn't say enforcing it more because they knew that make people mad. They want them to pay closer attention to that, which we all know is that means that'll be flagged. So that'll mean like certain teams that are more, you know, they're more zone or the more man based with their defenses. They're going to have a harder time because the defenders always want to put their hands on the receivers. It amazes me. It's just, I don't even think the, uh, not, not the officials, the, like, 
the upper people in the NFL, I don't even think they watch football. I don't think they watch football because they don't even pay attention to what the fans complain about. Because this is this was a big problem last year. Another and, thing added into that too is they will also be ramping up on the roughing the passer calls. So basically, it's very likely that you won't see quarterbacks touch very much. Be like watching the Pro Bowl, dude. Yeah, this yeah. is football. Come on. I say just let the guys play and let them do their thing. Literally, gosh, it's football. So that being said, the clown of the week is the NFL as a whole and their rulemaking committee. Well, the the rough in the passer one amazes me because there's just there's been so many calls that are that have been questionable. Like I've even seen memes where like you poke the quarterback, oh, rough in the passer. <laughs> It's, it's just, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Okay. I, I take what I said before about the other one with the uh, illegal contact. Because in the Super Bowl, that was, oh, like, what was it? T, it was a T. Higgins against Jalen Ramsey, the touchdown. Yeah. Okay. That, that probably should have been called on for pass interference. But, um, what was that? What was that one? The Cooper Cup in the end zone? Oh, I think he was basically holding him the entire time. But uh, that one, he barely even touched him. He barely even touched him. And they called him for a pass interference. It was like, what the heck? Ryan the goal line, a game of first down goal. <sighs> it's frustrating. So with that, that'll bring this episode to a close. We're going to actually have back-to-back episodes coming out pretty soon. Um, so that'll end this one, and we're going to have another one where we kind of build off of what we ended with at the end of the week last week, where we are going to do the AFC standing predictions for 2022. And see you guys later. Adios.